Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, it's T. Sparky Pfeiffer, 55 past the hour here at 12.50 a.m. The fan time for another Milwaukee sports timeout from the Wendy's studios. Calling all Baconator fans. Didn't think the Baconator could get any more iconic? Well, Wendy's just proved that wrong. For a limited time, try Wendy's new pretzel Baconator. It's the classic you love with six strips of crispy applewood smoked bacon and now with a new pretzel bun. When you need something supremely iconic, the pretzel Baconator is there. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Time now to talk with uh, our guy Nathan Cooper, uh, who is over there at Sports Info Solutions uh, and also now with the 33rdteam.com. As this Milwaukee Sports Timeout is brought to you by the Potawatomi Sportsbook. Bet on all your favorite sports 24 7. Enjoy over 70 self service kiosks, wall to wall TVs, free parking, great food, and a full bar. Bet big, bet bold. Learn more at PaysBig.com. You, can, of course, can follow Nathan Cooper on Twitter at NCoopDraft. Uh, I guess first things first, uh, how did you get involved with Sports Info Solutions of Football, and then how did that translate over to the 33rd team? Hey, first of all, you appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, this is uh, something we've been doing for a few years now, kind of on our own. Uh, myself, I grew up you know, playing the game, uh, worked in a few different areas before coming over here, uh, and actually started as a baseball video scout, uh, funny enough. So the you know, Sports Info Solutions started as Baseball Info Solutions, so a uh, very deep ba- baseball background. We got into football in 2015. Uh, I got here in 2016, and really the last few years, uh, really been building up the scouting side of things. Uh, and this year, yeah, we uh, decided to kind of collaborate a little bit with 33rd team. We had our own draft site the last couple of years and now uh, making that transition over uh, and putting our stuff on their site. Big, big names over there at uh, the 33rdteam.com uh, for sure. So uh, to get all that added exposure, obviously, uh, is, a, is a pretty cool deal. Uh, you got your big uh, draft board up there uh, at 33rd team. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. won. Caleb Williams, too. Uh, I want to talk about the quarterbacks a little bit here because I'm seeing more and more people starting to question whether or not Caleb Williams is truly number one in this draft as far as the quarterback position goes. I'm seeing a lot of people starting to like Jaden Daniels. People are questioning whether or not Drake May really is the second best quarterback. Uh, what has been your analysis on this quarterback position right now at the top of the draft? Yeah, I mean, people have been talking about this class for a while now, it seems like. Um, you know, Caleb Williams, I think, you know, he's, he's dynamic. There, there's definitely some questions coming out of, like, sort of the end of the year. Uh, you know, didn't have his best games, uh, you know, the, the second half of the season. Um, but there's a lot to like. There's, uh, you know, that dynamic ability, his ability to really push the ball down the field. Uh, you have enough there that, you know, he, can, he has the mobility to, to move around the pocket a little bit as well. Um, and just his ability to really – uh, have that playmaking off script. That's one of the, th- the big things in the NFL nowadays is, you know, when things break down, whenever you generate some pressure uh, on the quarterback, can the quarterback really, uh, you know, extend plays and still push the ball down the field, keep the eyes down the field. Uh, and that's one thing that he, he does pretty well. So, um, yeah, he ha- he's our number two guy. Uh, you know, we have him as a 7-0 grade. And for us, we feel like that's a, an all-pro type of player. So we do feel it, you know, he, he probably has some development to, to work on. 
Uh, and there's going to be some growing pains, obviously, but he's a guy that we really feel is going to be a high-end player in this draft. Let me interject real quick. So how high did you have Stroud graded in comparison to Caleb Williams? So we had Stroud as a 6'9", just one step below. Um, so really, you know, in that high-end starting uh, you know, quarterback type of player. Um, you know, so Stroud was right there, um, and, and Bryce Young as well, both of those guys, uh, just a tick below that 7-0 grade. It's interesting because you have Jaden Daniels, who uh, I, I've seen a lot of different mock drafts, really liking going up there uh, in that top 10. You have him ranked as your 25th overall prospect uh, in this draft. Why so low? Yeah, I mean, we still have a 6-7 grade on him. That's still in that range of a, of a high-end three-down player. Um, it's just, I think with him, he still has a little bit more of development. Uh, you know, it kind of all came to him, you know, this year, uh, did show some flashes last year, obviously at Arizona state, just kind of a mediocre type player, um, last year kind of got things together a little bit. And then obviously dominated this past year. Uh, obviously you, you love the legs, you love what he can do as a runner. Um, but there's some development to work on as a passer. You want to see more, uh, accuracy down the field, uh, in that LSU offense, a lot of it is scheme. Um, so there's a lot of guys kind of running open a little bit. And obviously you have to question, he had three dynamic receivers and a really good offensive line as well. Um, so one thing that he may have to, uh, to you know, maneuver with uh, you know, at the next level is uh, maybe more of a mediocre offensive line. Uh, can he really do what he can do uh, as a runner? Can he do that as a passer? Uh, under pressure. So one thing that you just kind of have to worry about a little bit and consider whenever you get to the next level. Obviously, Packer fans could care less about the quarterback position. That was a me uh, uh, topic there to start off the interview. So now we'll get into some things Packer fans really care about and why they're listening. Uh, Let's talk about the safety position. I tell everybody I'm old school. I'm not taking a safety in the first round unless I think it's Ed Reed. And I don't think either one of these guys uh, that could possibly go in the first round necessarily are Ed Reed. But what did intrigue me by your overall uh, is Tyler Newbin at 23, uh, the safety from Minnesota, over Cameron Kitchens, the safety from Miami at 28. I've seen it pretty much reversed in most places, um, and I don't think I've seen Newbin rated that high uh, in anybody's overall draft board. So why do you like Newbin so much more than Kitchens? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give a little disclaimer here. We're still working through the process a little bit. Still have a lot of guys we still need to watch. So maybe he doesn't finish off at 23, but he's, he's up there for us. He uh, is a strong player. Both of these guys are actually graded the same. Uh, we just have Newbin a little bit higher than Kinchins. Uh, Newbin, smart, instinctual, reliable on the back end, um, can really play all over a little bit, solid in that two-high shell, can play a little bit of a single high if you really need him to. Um, but he's got strong ball skills, tracks the ball really well, makes plays at all levels. Um, so you kind of love what he's able to do there. Not the true athlete that maybe some of these other guys are, um, but really stands out. Uh, and then on Kinchins, you know, this is a guy that's more physical. This is a guy that's going to be um, your guy that's, you know, coming down, playing in the box, uh, really going to be physical in the run game, solid instincts, flies around the field, excels in that zone coverage, that too high uh, shell as well. But you're really going to see uh, a lot of uh, success uh, from him kind of rolling down in that robber and, and kind of down towards the box. 
All right, let's talk about another guy that you have rated higher than I've seen other places. Tavondre Sweat, the the gigantic, damn near 400-pound nose tackle out of Texas, uh, who is obviously super quick on his feet. Chad Ryder of NFL.com, their senior NFL draft analyst. I'm friends with him and talk to him all the time and have him on our Curtin Long podcast, too. And he had said prior to the defensive coordinator hire for the Packers uh, that he thought the Packers might go take him uh, at 25 in the first round. He wouldn't be too surprised by that. I've not seen anybody having Sweat go in the first round really all that much in mock drafts. Uh, tell me why you have Sweat rated so high and how he might fit with this Packers team if they are going to go to a 4-3. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, like Sweat's that, that big plugger in the middle, that, you know, that nose tackle that, um, you know, for the most part, he's going to be that dominant uh, player in the run game. Uh, we feel that there's enough there that he's shown, especially this past season, that he can get to the passer. Um, you know, it's definitely still a work in progress a little bit. Needs to improve the pad level. Uh, obviously, the stamina for a big 360-pound dude, um, but massive, heavy hands uh, and just a disruptive guy. He, he's a guy that he's going to be disruptive in the run game, really be a, a, a plug in the middle. But we do feel he has enough there uh, that you can kind of work with him, get that, that pass rush repertoire up a little bit and, and improve the, the pass rush plan to be able to get to the quarterback a little more often than you think a 360-pound guy would. It's pretty funny because when you think about it, in like say the NBA, Zion Williamson comes out and everybody's like, boy, I hope he doesn't eat his way out of the league. We have a 360-pound dude and nobody is talking about worrying about, man, I hope he doesn't go to 380. Man, I hope he doesn't get to 390. I mean, I haven't seen anybody with any concerns about this dude getting bigger. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. Uh, there's a couple of guys over in the offensive line uh, side of things where, you know, these guys were 320 and then all of a sudden coming to 2023, these guys are 340. <laughs> and now you're, you're talking about, man, you know, can they get it back down? Are they still uh, able to move as well as they did, you know, the previous year? Uh, and a guy like Sweat, you know, just how dominant he was for a, a team that obviously made it to the, to the college football playoff. Uh, you know, there's a lot to like, but there are questions. When you talk about the nose tackle position, on uh, our grading scale, if you can get to the passer, that, that really sets you apart. If you can't get to the passer and you're really just that two-down run, run uh, player, you're really going to fall down the, uh, the ranks a little bit. And like I said, we really feel uh, there's enough there that you can work with, you know, especially by year two, uh, that he can potentially get there uh, as a passer at the next level. All right, let's talk cornerback now. Uh, a guy that shot up the board, thanks to, I think it was the senior bowl where he kind of jumped out, Quinian Mitchell, the cornerback out of Toledo. Yeah, Mitchell's fun to watch. Uh, you know, going back to 2022 when he had four picks uh, against NIU, pretty crazy, even in the MAC, uh, doing something like that. So, yeah, Mitchell's a, a guy that obviously dominated senior bowl practices, uh, pretty much came out on uh, day three and just said, yeah, I'm, I'm good. So, uh, yeah, guy that's really fluid. Um, and even coming out of a smaller school like that, I think he showed what he can do, uh, you know, in the senior bowl, has that closing speed, has the ball skills, obviously, to go get the ball. Uh, turn it over, really fluid mover as well. Uh, that good transition and, and fluid hips to really get uh, flip his hips, get down the field, and even break up uh, on balls as well. Solid in zone, solid in man. Uh, really strong player, and yeah, I think there was a lot of talk before the Senior Bowl. You know, potentially a first round guy, and I think he's, he solidified that kind of that mid to back end of the first round. I think would be a great spot for him. Packers like their guys from Iowa. They've had a propensity to draft guys from Iowa consistently. And with John Dorsey in Detroit, they've started drafting guys from Iowa uh, as well. And there's a corner slash safety out of Iowa that a lot of people are mocking to the Packers. Yeah, DeJon's fun. Um, obviously, you know, coming off the injury, uh, it's a little bit of a concern, but I don't think anyone's scared off by it. 
um, which is, is definitely, uh, you know, a good thing for him. Uh, a guy that just, you know, not only as a defender where, you know, versatile can kind of play him inside, outside. If you want to move him to the back end, you can. Um, but also as a punt returner, kick return type player, just dynamic uh, in the return game as well. So uh, a guy that, you know, is really obviously with the return ability, has that ball, the ball skills and natural hands that you really look for uh, to be able to make plays at, at the catch point and really turn balls over. Um, like to see the, the transition uh, kind of improve a little bit for him. Uh, especially, you know, playing off. But, you know, again, if he's going to be uh, kind of on the ball, pressing a little bit, maybe dropping back into zone, uh, he's got the the awareness and the instincts to really make plays. So let me pose this at you. You're the Packers, you're at 25. Newbin's on the board, Kitchens is on the board, Dijon's on the board. You have no safeties, um, and you need cornerbacks as well because right now you have Jair Alexander, Stokes, nope, not sure if he'll ever be the same again. Uh, and then Valentine and Valentine, I guess you had last year, but they need to get a corner, I think, to play opposite of Jair, uh, where do you go with those three? Because some say that Dijon uh, obviously can play safety in the NFL too. Yeah, I, I think I probably would take Dijon. I, I know we have him rated just a little bit lower, uh, but I think he's probably got the highest upside. And then obviously you look at the versatility, him being able to play in multiple positions, and he's able to come in and, and be uh, a dynamic returner right away as well. Like Keyshawn Nixon, I know is the, the kick returner. And you know if he ends up not coming back in free agency, uh, a guy who can kind of step in and be that return man. So uh, I think Dijon has the highest upside uh, and can do a little bit more than two of these other guys. But if it was those, those other guys, really solid on the back end. It's just you're going to be a little bit more limited in what you can do with them. Uh, what about uh, the offensive line? That's an, another place where I think the Packers will explore. I, I would imagine they probably take at least one tackle, probably one guard. I wouldn't be surprised if they took a center two or two guards with the opportunity of moving one to center. Uh, the guy that I really like, and I, I think he'll be there at 25, it's just a matter of whether or not they would go offensive lineman uh, over defense when they have so many needs on defense, is Jackson Powers Johnson, the center from Oregon, I think is just an absolute beast. I know they have Josh Myers, who's been inconsistent, uh, but that dude really intrigues me. Yeah, he was fun to watch. He dominated the senior bowl. Um, just obviously the, the sheer strength that he has, um, but also his ability to get out in space. Um, really moves really well. A guy that, you know, is going to be a center, but if you needed to put him at guard for, you know, a couple of years, you could do that as well. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. This is one of those classes that you, you should stock up on offensive line and corner receiver. Uh, I think those are the three biggest and strongest positions in this class. So it's definitely a good year to go grab some offensive linemen and, and Powers Johnson's that guy that, uh, that you, you definitely love to have because he does have the versatility across the interior there. Uh, and yeah, we have him as our number one center. And I, I think he, really solidified what he uh, can honestly do uh, at the next level really last week. Let's say the Packers go defense at 25. Now they've got two picks. The uh, first one is at 41 there in the second round. Is there a uh, projected tackle that might be able to be a future left tackle in the NFL that they could take there at 41? I mean, I like Jordan Morgan a little bit. I, I, I'm a little bit lower on him than some others. I know a lot of people have him kind of in the 20s. Uh, I'm more of like he's a, he's a swing tackle, at least by year two, uh, with the kind of upside to be able to get there as a starter. Uh, I think he can play both sides. Uh, really, this, this class has a, a, some strong left tackles at the top, and then it kind of falls off a little bit. It's really good uh, right tackles, but some guys that can maybe play both sides. Better on the right, but not as many left. Uh, I think Jordan Morgan kind of fits that. Patrick Paul at a, at a Houston as well. Um, those guys really need to shore up their, their hand usage and their hand technique, um, but really strong. You can't get through them. Uh, they struggle a little bit with the finesse, but if you try to go through them, they're going to hold it down. 
so a little bit of technique work there, and they can really uh, improve and, and get to that starting level player. All right, if you want to check out all of Nathan Cooper's great stuff, follow him on Twitter at NCoopDraft or simply go to NFLDraft.SportsInfoSolutions.com. That's NFLDraft.SportsInfoSolutions.com. Uh, lots of great stuff. And, of course, uh, also going to have stuff over there uh, at the 33rdteam.com as well. Nathan, thanks so much for coming on. I'd love to get you on between now and the draft a couple more times. Absolutely. Really appreciate you having me. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 